Hello, everyone, and welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Dave, that's Scott, and I just want to take two seconds. Thank you very much, Scott. Just want to take two seconds to thank everybody for watching us. I know it's, you know, there's so much stuff out there to watch, so many other things to listen to. We appreciate your time. I know sometimes my humor, I'm sure, misses you entirely. Sometimes Scott's humor might miss you, but that's the same as my humor missing you. But I appreciate you being here laughing, check, chuckling, listening to me laugh, listening to Scott laugh. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Okay, we're done. Have a nice day, folks. Yeah. Shout out to the new subscribers as well on our YouTube channel. Thanks for finding us and hitting the subscribe button. Uh, Anybody else, please do us a favor. Give us a rating uh, on wherever the podcast is that you're downloading it. Help us be found. Um, Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining in. Um, Hope you're enjoying what you have. And even if you're not, drop us a line. Um, You know, we, we, this show is our opinion and we can get a bit crotchety and curmudgeon from time to time. And uh, I just got to, got to say when I look back at the shows, we're a hundred and five, hundred, well over 105 episodes now. And um, that have actually been released by the time we're recording this. Mm -hmm. Um, I look back at some of the ones that I uh, was, was exceptionally harsh on. And and a few yeah. of them I've softened. I I since yeah. fallen in love with Plan Nine from Outer Space, uh, but I will never never uh, be able to get behind uh, Night of a Thousand Cats ever. Never. Or the never. Star Wars Holiday Special is still kind of better, but not by much. It is still worse. Yeah, yeah. I know. So anyway, but those, but as you know, uh, we just we just like to talk about movies. We spoil them. Uh, we just yeah. uh, you know, if you want to join us in in chat uh please do let us yeah. know if there's something you want to want to hear us bitch about so uh, to change the subject real quick i didn't clear this with you and i should have but i'm going to do it anyway um <laughs> i work at a store at a place in the universe and started talking to another guy that works there and he has a podcast himself yeah, and, friend. and the podcast goes by the short track guys and cool. it is a podcast literally about short track racing. Like dirt, oh, very dirt cool. Racing. They went out to the, what, what is that? The, I want to say the Snowball 500 during the wintertime down on uh, Pine Forest. Yeah. And, yeah, the Snowball yeah. Derby. Uh, and they, they go there and they, they, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, I know of it. I have watched a little bit of racing on TV like that. But some of the stuff that they were talking about, uh, it just got me interested. Like I, I'm sitting there listening to this like, oh, well, yeah. That makes complete sense. And I'm a guy who doesn't understand Jack Diddley spot. I did have to ask him a couple of questions about torque and, and using the lug nuts on the car. But that was just my thing because I, I must have missed something. Um, one of the other guys that he does the show with has a fishing charters and can'tquitfishing.com. There you go. There's your plug, guys. Um, thanks for watching and listening and talking to me about this. I appreciate it. Um, that's my plug for. Well, what is what uh, was the name uh, of that? The short track what? The short track guys. Short track guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're they're on Spotify. That's where I went through. Um, I okay, don't know I see them on, they're on any other podcast. They're on Apple as well. Oh, they are on and, Apple. Okay. And I will give them a subscribe and a listen. So um, I have them yeah. through Spotify, and I don't know about the charters, but the fishing charters. I mean. I might call them. That's that for anybody that's watching. Very cool. Cheap. Those are those are my cheap graphics. I, I use the koozie. 
prepare the koozie. I want to nice. I want to get us some koozies, dude. This is yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like koozies. Koozies are nice. Koozies All right, that nice. was my plug-in for somebody else. Um, <laughs> the movie that we are going to do is the Poseidon Adventure. It is another Irwin Allen movie. Yes. Holy crap. Liz, Leslie Nielsen is the captain of the Poseidon. When I saw him, I thought to myself, why didn't the brothers that did the airplane movies do a shipwreck movie and use him as the captain of the ship? It would have been hysterical. Because there now, were twice, at least twice, on the bridge of that ship where somebody says something to him, and I expected him to turn around and have, you know, a, a just, comment. Like the one time the guy calls, look out, Captain. And I was waiting for him to go, look out for what? Or have him duck down. But it yeah. was like he's telling him the lookout is on the line. <laughs> uh, one of the things, and that's exactly what I thought. I saw Leslie Nielsen, and we it brings me back when I see him now in these earlier movies to right. Forbidden Forbidden Planet, was it? Yeah, Forbidden Planet. Uh, what a great movie. Folks. Oh, Who God, yes. So, that? That's terrific. Absolutely. Uh, that's like, to me, the beginning of a lot of sci-fi TV there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, when the, the young boy came up to see the cabin, yeah, <laughs> all I could think of is that scene in Airplane. Do you like gladiator movies, Timmy? You ever seen a grown man naked? You know, <laughs> you ever been to a uh, Turkish prison? Turkish man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But what I like is that little kid. Um, I forgot the little boy's name. I'll, I'll find it eventually. I have everybody up on my screen right now. Um, Eric. Yeah. Eric Shea? Was that was that the little boy? I'm not sure. Anyway, the um the little kid gets on to the bridge, and while he's going up the stairs to the bridge, there's literally like hurricane force winds, not just knocking the shit yeah. out of the side. I mean, you see the ship lurching and rolling, and this kid's climbing up the stairs. I'm like, what the hell is this little kid doing? What? Why is this little kid on deck? Where the hell are this kid's parents? They never answer the question of the later, my later question. But he bursts into the bridge. He the wind just blows this kid in like nothing. He's falling all over the place. The kid's like, what the hell? What are you doing on the bridge? And the kid stands up. He's got this big smile on his face. He says, You told me to come up whenever, yeah. whenever I had time. Well, here I am. And the captain's like, and you see Leslie Nielsen's character just wants to yell at this kid. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he realizes that that's what he told the kid. Anytime you want to come up, come up. Yeah. He just picked a really bad time. So he's just like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, I did tell you that. And they, they're sitting there talking, and the kid's looking at the waves. He's like, that's got to be a good 90-foot wave, 60-foot wave. 20, you know, the kid's naming the waves, and he's really – the kid's smart. He, mm -hmm. he read all the – all the tech books and whatever he could find on the Poseidon. He's yeah. talked to the engineers that are on the ship. So later on, when the kid starts talking about things on the ship, he knows of which he speaks because he's talked to engineers that are on, mm -hmm. that, are, that were on the Poseidon that gave him, I think the, the one guy gave him a tour of the engine. Yeah. He had a tour of the, it's of the finished ship. right here. You know, if anything happens, this is the end of blah, blah, blah. So this is he's the one they, that says we need to go back to the shafts yep. because Get the out. metal's only an inch thick there. Anywhere else along the front, they're not going to be able to cut through. And everybody's looking at him, how do you know this kid? And he just tells him, like, well, I did this, this, and this. And hey, everybody's wanna... just looking at the kid like, <laughs> okay, that actually sounds like a plan. Yeah. Let's go. 
Yeah, I want to. I want to go off of that because I know there might be some people watching this, and they're going to side with Ernest Borgnine's character, um, where he was just so um, he was, you know, piss off, kid. You, how could you know this? Yeah. But um, I absolutely believe the kid did because even when I was that age, I was so into airplanes. I could tell you stats, specs, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And you know, kids, there's kids will tell you everything about a dinosaur and all the bits yeah. and pieces. And if they're into it, they're into it. This kid was very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as his parents, he was with his sister. It appeared to, they were traveling somewhere to meet, meet their parents. Oh, so okay. they were that on the was, ship alone. Cause I wasn't sure that, cause they never showed the parents and they were never talking about the parents. And I didn't know if the preacher was taking them to the parents because the, no. the girl knew the preacher and she had a crush on him. Yeah. So uh, um, Gene Hackman's character was... I, I have to say something. Gene priest. Hackman blew me away in this movie. I know. There, there was one, however, there was one scene that, that brought up my thought of the birdcage, where his character in the birdcage is talking about the foliage oh. <laughs> and, and, the, and the leaves and the changing yeah. of the color. And there's just... Just one conversation he's having, and he hits that tone. Mm. The, the, the words are not the same, but the tone is very, right. Da, it da, brought da, you da, to da. there. It's the rhythm, and I just started laughing. I was like, "Oh my god!" Foliage and the drive, and Kat just started laughing. I'm like, "Thank God, I wasn't the only one who thought that." Oh, that's awesome. What he's saying is very important, but the the timber and everything just yeah right into that scene for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, shall I go down the list real quick? Yeah, because these are some great performances and great actors in this movie. This this was done in what, 72? 1972? So this is before the Towering Inferno. I do yeah. have to say something before you go down the list. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I do find it interesting that this is the same. The Towering Inferno follows a similar setup. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story of a cruise ship that's on its final voyage. It's heading to a scrapyard. Somebody's bought it, and they're mm-hmm. ready to to salvage it. And they're in such a hurry that it costs money if they go too slow. So he's pushing this ship harder right. than it should be. And actually I'm sure contributes to them capsizing because oh, the yeah. captain says, Hey, we got to take on more ballast. This is ridiculous. And he's like, no full throttle. And well, right. there we go. There so go. it reminded yeah. me of that, but yeah, with the, with yeah. the cast there. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing or the cool thing about this is as a kid growing up, I knew who every one of these actors and actresses was. Uh, mm-hmm. They were in every movie. They were on yeah. uh, Fantasy Island. They were on Love Boat. They were on. Oh my there God! There was a television series on that was mostly detective shows. These folks always showed up in detective shows. Yeah, uh, as the Just murder, like the murderess, the murdered person, you know, yeah. person of, of suspicion. They, but this, these were all big stars. I mean, if you see one of them on the road back in the day, you would have melted. They're not like the people nowadays where I just would bump into them and be like, "Get out of my way." These were people that I would actually stop and want to talk to. Um, and we'll start off the cast with Gene Hackman. Yeah. Ernest Borgnine, which I was amazed at how big his arms were. Yeah. There's a scene where he's reaching out of the water and he pulls himself up and he's just ripped. And I looked yeah. over at Ken and said, I never knew that about Ernest Borgnine. He just always looked like he was so heavy, but he's not even that heavy. Like when you see him coming out of the water, he's not a big, fat, fat guy. I just always figured he was a 400-pound guy. Hey, I'm having a brain fart. Was he in All Quiet in the Western Front? Yeah, yeah. He was the so sergeant he was the, or the corporal. Oh, that, yeah. The guy that he was carrying on the back. Yeah, yeah. That's on his boring night. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, oh, man. 
Yeah. Uh, Red Buttons. Yeah. Was in stuff from the twenties, I think. He was yeah. like a child actor, and he was a he was an actor all the way into the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know when he passed away, but yeah, he was around forever. Carol Lindley, the um, I think that was the singer. Okay. Noni or wrong. whatever her name. Is. I may have gotten my people mixed up. Uh, I think Carol Lindley uh, was Nani Perry. That that was yeah, uh, that was the singer. That was yeah. the singer. Roddy McDowell, who was probably in every major motion picture yes. and in every television series on television in the decade of the 70s and about half of the ones in the 60s and a bunch in the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy the guy was in everything. Everybody loved him. He was such a good actor. If you yeah. don't know exactly who Roddy McDowell is, if you watch the Planet of the Apes series, the original uh, movies, he was in every single Planet of the Apes. He was uh, Caesar. He was the, the one oh, okay. who ended up to become Caesar. He was um, Cornelius, the, the Dr. Cornelius when they come back in time. Mm. Oh, okay. That's what starts the whole universe. Yeah, he was He was in every one of them. It's amazing. Um, Stella Stevens, Linda yeah. Rogo. That was the, 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 I guess she was an expert. I, I, I got I to gotta hold you here. I, I okay. looked her up and everything. Uh, because I just loved her her performance in this, right. and just her, her the energy between her and her husband Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> this is great. This is an old detective. She's yeah. an ex prostitute, yeah. and he kept arresting her to keep her off the street till he could figure out how he was going to get her to marry him. I love that story. It was great, and she was just like she was so over him. It's like God damn man. <laughs> she just <laughs> it was great. They had great chemistry. The, the one time they're talking, she's like, we should have flown. Yeah. She's like, I was trying to be romantic. Um, Shelly Winters. Oh. Woman, by her own account, I used to watch her on uh, Johnny Carson all the time. That's mm-hmm. how old I am, folks. Johnny Carson was the late show. The only oh, late great show stuff. on TV. And he was great. But she would sit there and talk about all the affairs she had, all the men she slept with. I mean. Wow. Basically, she would talk about back then. Oh my God, scandal! She did not care. She did Uh not care whose name she dropped, where she dropped it, or who she dropped it on. But my God, this woman is such a good actress. Such a good actress. I don't ever remember seeing her in any movie that I that I went, Nah, I'm not buying it. There's a scene with her that I just laughed, and they they come back to it when uh, they're trying. She's trying to climb up the tree because the the ship is capsized. Yeah, and the little boys don't worry. I, we'll 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 be able to pull you up. I helped my yeah. dad pull up six hundred pound swordfish, and I'm like, oh. yeah. And so later he comes back and says, I really didn't mean that. Yeah. And the kid realizes <laughs> what it sounded like he was saying to her. All he was trying to tell her was how strong he we was. We got you. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about. It. We got you. And and when he goes back, he's like. I wasn't calling you fat. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Miss Rosen. I wasn't calling yeah. you fat. I just meant, she's like, it's okay, dear. Like to her mind is already past that. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about Shelly Winters in this and her yeah. performance is very subtle. Um, yeah. You see so much in this woman's face and yeah. as she's coming to terms with everything. And mm-hmm. when she made that final decision to, to oh. save, yeah, uh, yeah, Gene yeah. Hackman, and uh, 
it was a very heroic and touching moment. And then she dies afterwards. She gave yeah. everything to save him and get the people out. Yeah, and but just, just save everyone else. When you could tell she knew she wasn't going to make it several times. Yeah. You could see it when it crossed her face. And it's like, yeah, she damn, she was definitely great. knew she was not going to make it. She just didn't know where she was going to buy it. Yeah. But she knew she could save she knew Hackman and get everybody else out. Yeah. And that's that is such that's a powerful scene because she's happy. She says, Yeah, yeah, we did it. And then Gene Hackman just turns his back on her and you see her her whole face. I mean, dude, her face went white. I don't know how the hell an actor or an actress does that. She, I haven't seen anybody of that kind of caliber. Her yeah, she could die, white, man. <laughs> she died. I mean, she died on camera, literally. I mean, her face went white. Yeah, that was like, death, wow. And she just falls back in the water. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, Gene, turn around. She might really be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we're spoiling the hell out of the Poseidon adventure. Not everybody lives, just so you know. Yes, uh, no kid. Not everybody lives in this Barely one. anybody makes it out of this one. Jack Albertson uh, as her husband, Manny Rosen. Yeah. Pamela Sue Martin with Susan Shelby. That's I, the boy's sister. That's who Susan. that was. I was yeah. looking at her going, who the hell is that? But okay, that's it. Arthur O'Connell uh, was the chaplain that um, yeah. the um, that what's his name goes to, that Gene Hackman goes to, and is trying to say, hey, we need to you need to come with us. We can get out of here. And he's like, I can't leave these people. And Gene Hackman's, they're going to die. Yeah. I can't leave them. But it reminded they, me of Towering Inferno. It's yeah. like, you know, fuck you. I'll do what I want. Okay. Please. Gene Hackman is a good character in this. You see his, his, his twist, his story. Yeah. Um, because he's a preacher or a priest. I'm not sure whether he's a, 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 Sounds a, like a vegetarian priest. or a priest. I thought he was a priest. Yeah, that's, that's the impression I got. He's having his doubts. He is having his huge doubts. He thinks God doesn't want to help you. He His thought was, God wants you to help yourself, and he might come along and help you eventually. But if you're not helping yourself, why should God help you? And that's, I, I think, a lot of, that's kind of how I think a, a lot of things, but not hmm. quite to his extent. I mean, he really pushed the boundaries. Well, he had a moment. He I had think a moment. the universe wants you to help yourself. You know, that's just my thinking. But this is him pushing that moment. Like when he finally decides to, to learn what sacrifice is in the movie, you see it. He, it's almost like yeah. he clicks. Like this, this is what the old priest was trying to teach me. Yeah. This is what the old priest was trying to tell me. And it, you just see his, his character go from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. like he, he gets it. He, he gets why people help each other. He gets why people are the way they are. It's just, it's a good character arc. And he's, I would have to say him playing Popeye Doyle was probably a, the only better thing at this yeah. time period that I had seen him in. Yeah. This, Popeye, when, when I, connection. Right. I was, uh, I was not, I hadn't seen this since I was yeah. very young. I don't, didn't remember who was in it. Um, no, neither did I. When I saw this and just Gene Hackman, Shelley Winters, um, and, and just everybody else, I, I know I'm leaving names off. Everybody delivered right. such a great performance. It is this is a cool fucking movie. Dude, I'm gonna gush about this. I absolutely Special love effects. love this fucking movie. The effects are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. oh my god, just showing that that ship turn over and how they did it on the inside. Oh my god, the stunts. It was, oh, 
it was there's so much good here here's here's the thing this is i think they when they went decided to do tower and inferno after uh-huh. this they went of course bigger and more yeah yeah but the story blew up more um yeah this is much tighter this is a smaller area you've got smaller group of people and i don't feel like we're being distracted from the main thing it, mm-hmm. it locks us on to it about 10 to 12 people it yeah it's much, like tighter. much tighter tighter told story which yeah. i thought was shocking because it came before towering inferno mm-hmm. and that's but this story is a good solid if you want to see an adventure slash uh disaster movie this is a good movie. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. This is amazing. Movie. Uh, and I think it's just called Poseidon, I think. And it was done in 2005, 2006. Mm. And I I watched it once with the old lady. Probably on Netflix, I'm guessing. Yeah. And it was, if I remember correctly, it was a pretty good remake, if I remember correctly. Well, the, the story's good. If if somebody, yeah. you know, could can, you can do anything with this. They wouldn't even have to stick to the same story. I like right. the whole, there's something, this is, this is a genre of claustrophobic movies for me. Right, uh, yeah. There's a couple that come to mind. Uh, the Descent and The Descent 2 about some, a group of female spelunkers in some caves and they run across right. some cannibalistic humanoid things. And it's so scary because it's so intense as small areas, uh, aliens for when they're trying to get out of yeah. wh- wherever they're having to swim. Uh, and yeah, everything. Yeah. it's just all this feeling of claustrophobia that these movies do so well. And then this one to me is just, um, you can take, you, you can tell the story anywhere. In fact, it's told mm-hmm. over and over, but, um, this is I, I haven't seen any remakes and I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just just going with it. <laughs> you can, well, the, the, the story itself is such a solid story of yeah. people trying to survive. You could literally take this, put it into space on a spaceship cruiser, have it smash into something and and the people have to get to the back of the ship because everything's closing down or shutting and they have to get past doors or whatever. And it would be the exact same story in almost the exact same way and everything, the ship's upside down and your gravity wells, fuck yeah. that. What, whatever you want to do to flip it over and make sure everybody realizes, Oh, this is a Poseidon adventure. You know? Yeah. But it's in space and a couple of the people are aliens. <laughs> you know, how interesting would that be? Cause then you'd have the alien uh, yeah. point of view on everything. And you can very yeah. easily make whatever point you want to make. If there's a point to be made. It's, other than, it's a good formula. You know, to... Yeah, it's a good formula for a great adventure story. This worked really well, and it and it's not that it's just a good story. You had the performances that really, oh, yeah. really brought this. I believed it. I was sucked in. I, you know, I started watching early yesterday. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna sit down for an hour, watch the first hour. I'll go do some things, some chores, and then right. I'll come back to it. No, I sat down and finished the whole damn thing because I couldn't walk away from it. It's like that's yeah. it, Brian. It's yeah. uh you know. and, and it gets you in really quick. The models were really impressive in this. They were really and, and done really well. They, they had a nice full size ship model, not a full size because well. not scale, a <laughs> scale model of the Poseidon. It's obviously in a wind in a in a wave tank. Yeah. But I was looking at those waves, man, and I'm like, that must have been a really big model in a really big tank because those waves well were looking pretty good. What um, I was thinking of when I saw that is, yeah, I was like, wow, that's a really cool model. Uh, one of the shows I, I frequently watch is uh, uh, Deadliest Catch about the crabbers. 
the crab fishermen yeah. in Alaska. I and you seeing the crappers at first. The crappers and crabbers, man. That's what that's about. That's <laughs> yeah, about catching crabs, man. But uh the 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 stuff that Discovery Network does with filming these ships and hurricane conditions and the way uh-huh. giant waves and everything, it's like if they were to redo this movie now, there's I would say spend the budget, send a ship out and go into a damn storm and film that shit. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, because it 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 was pretty good. Uh, what they did with the models was was really yeah. done well, man. Uh, I was shot, and then when they because they do the water the water shot too, where the, as the Poseidon starts tipping, mm-hmm. they're on, you're underwater looking at it while it tips, and I'm just amazed at that model work. And then that the explosions well, that they're showing you underwater, yeah, something's blowing up. You're underwater looking at the Poseidon, and you can see the flashes of light all over. And you're like, holy crap, I would hate to be on that boat. I would hate that. That would be like one of my worst nightmares. I don't know if I'd be, I don't know if I'd freeze up in that situation or not. I'd like to think that I'd be like, at least like Ernest Borgnine, like, let's go, let's get the hell out of here kind of thing. But (laughs) he's a, he's a good character, you know, Uh, I I can see people getting really irritated with him, but oh yeah, yeah, he just, (laughs) It was who he was, man. Yeah, and, he's an ex cop, and, and that's yeah. New York cop. So and it shows. Not, it shows. He's not going to be, you know, be Mister. You know, here, let's all have a latte. No, he's not no. going to be that guy. He's going to be. No, like, he's going to make a decision, right or wrong, and yeah, he just stick with it. Wants something happening, you know? Um, yeah, he just wants to be moving. Yeah, yeah but he was nice to see him try and save. Uh, spoiler again: Roddy McDowell's character dies. He's, I think, the first one to die. I think he's the first one to buy it. Yeah, um, real early. Off the edge down down the chute. Well, at least Ernest Borgnine jumps right he in. He right doesn't in. think twice. No. His character does not think twice. He just jumps in to go after him. And he tries. I think at one point he almost has him up out of the water. And then like another explosion happens yeah. and he's racked and he drops him again. And it's like, you're like, son of a bitch, man. That sucks. That sucks. But there you said it. There's a lot of claustrophobic moments when they're going through the, uh, the air shaft. Uh, the acting. There's not a bad actor in this movie. If there is, I, I didn't see it. <laughs> I honestly can't say that there's the little boy I thought was going to get on my nerves real quick. Right, but he but he, he uh, grew on me real quick. Yeah, he he doesn't get on your nerves. They they very easily could have written him to be a real pest. Yeah. But it's funny because he's trying to interrupt at one point. Ernest Borgnine saying something, and the kid's like, "No, if we go back." He's the one who says, if we go to the back of the ship, where the propeller room's at, the metal's thinner there. Yeah. And he doesn't, Ernest Borgnine doesn't want to hear it. And finally, no. Gene Hackman tells him, shut up. What are you saying, you know, little kid? What, yeah. what is that? And he tells him, he's like, how do you know this? And he's the only one asking the kid, well, how do you know? Well, what makes, why is that a better place? And the kid says, well, because the engineer took me on the tour yesterday. Well, actually, what the kid had done is snuck down, got yeah. caught, and yeah. then got taken out of tour. <laughs> yes, of course he which, did. Which is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that was really cool. Like, okay, this is why the kid knows it. They've established that he's reading all the books on this on this ship. They've established that he's gone on a tour, and he, he's asked all the right questions. He's asked every little kid question. How thick is that steel? Where does that engine go? Where yeah. is it? You know, he's asked all the questions. Like you and said. he's retained it. <laughs> I knew about World War II fighters. I knew about mm-hmm. dinosaurs. You could have dropped me in World War II when I was 10 or 12 years old. I probably could have helped 
fucking fix a Spitfire. Now I can barely change my own oil. Right. And God forbid, don't ask me to do anything technical. But when I was 10 or 12, I could have probably helped out. Yeah. And dinosaurs, drop me in Jurassic Park. I would have been the little dinosaur nerd from the Jurassic Park movie when I was that age. I mean, just, and I would know you don't run with heels. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that was... The, I didn't learn that until I was 12. I know. It caused great confusion. <laughs> yeah. Really my age. sisters kept trying to dress me up like a little girl. But that's my own cross to bear. And I looked fabulous. Of course. <laughs> yes, of course you did. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Who wouldn't with my curly hair? Not anymore. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> oh. I know there yeah, were so, that. <laughs> so I, I, really, I really love this movie. Uh, it had a lot of great moments. Um, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still in shock at how much I love this movie. I'm, I, this is one that I am pissed off that I rented and not purchased. So I, I, am, I always hate when that happens. This, this is how I know how great I think this movie is. I didn't take any notes. The old lady looked over at me. She goes, "You're not taking any notes." I said, "I I can't take my eyes off this." No, this is, I was the same way. It's going like, in different directions, and there were times when, like I said, I'd only seen the movie maybe once or twice growing up too. I didn't remember any of the movie, so it was all new to me. So people living and dying was a shock. Like there was at least two big shocks in that movie. Two people that I would have thought would have lived through the end to the end mm-hmm. didn't, and I was like completely fucking shocked at that. Like. Why would you kill that person right now? <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> I know. I know. All they have to do is open the fucking door and walk through. <laughs> he gave his life, and we are referring to Gene Hackman's character. I am, yeah. I'm I'm upset that they got to the finish line and he had to sacrifice himself, but it was part of his arc. And yeah. we it did it wouldn't have been as meaningful if we wouldn't have had that. Mm-hmm whole buildup, even all the way down to his sermon. Uh, they right. did a good job writing this to where I understood where everybody was coming from. And their right. little backstories right. were done so, so fucking well. With such little, limited time before the action starts. You oh, know, God, it's, you know it's almost boom were. right away. Yeah, you knew who the kids were. You knew who the, the adults were in the situation that they were. You knew kind of what was going to happen. You knew they were going to come together somehow. You just didn't know how. I do have one negative. And it's a comical negative. Uh, there's a scene, uh, they're at the New Year's Eve party before uh-huh. there's any trouble with the ship, before the wave right. hits. And um, the band is playing a really slow song. But if you, and the camera's way up looking down. If you look at the, the the I want to call it the mosh pit, but the little dance uh-huh. floor, <laughs> people are going crazy. They are, they are, they're, they're moving really fast, way out of sync. It is the whitest fucking dance I think I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> So that's other than that, it's like, oh, you missed that one, but that's yeah. nitpicking, you know. Right. It was, it, right. it's like, whatever, it's I understand. Funny. Well, the song that that uh, the lady, uh, Lindley, Lindley is singing was, I think, was it a Carpenter's hit or was it? It sounded like a Carpenter's tune, it sure reminded me of a Carpenter's, it was a Carpenter's tune. or, or uh, another female vocalist at the time, but it was a huge song, like. I remember that song from. Oh, really? From okay. I didn't know if that was a, a made for movie song. So. But that's just it. I don't know if this movie uh, is why it got popular or if it was already popular. So they put it in the movie. That's, okay. that's my only real question. Like, it's a, the morning after, I think, is the name. Yeah. Is the name of the song, I think. 
But it, it's uh, if that's her singing in real life, she's got a good voice. It really cracked good. me up because one of the workers on the cruise ship was bitching about this music, like it was, like it was, like like our parents bitched about heavy metal, and it's yeah, like like it was rock or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh man, come on now, <laughs> dude. This isn't even hippie music. It, it's oh pretty mellow. It was it, it, was, it was more mellow good. than Neil Diamond would have ever dreamed of being. You know. <laughs> That's, you know, there's another negative. Hello. They didn't have Neil Diamond on the ship. Well, they should have because he would have. They should have saved the day. Back I'll then, take he would have had blue jeans, you know, the bell-bottom blue jeans, the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Brother loves traveling Salvation Show. There we go. There we go, man. <laughs> there we go. See, you can put Neil Diamond in any movie, and it's going to work. I'm telling That's you. That's right. No matter whether anybody likes it or not. Um, <laughs> the, the stunts. They went for a lot of water in this movie, of course. Oh, yeah. Because you're in a sinking ship. But the fire, <laughs> again, a lot of water, a lot fire. of fire. Erwin Allen, man, he knows what he likes, and by God, he's going to get it in a movie. He did. He did. <laughs> stunt, one of my favorite stunts, and I remember watching this as a kid, and they showed how they did it as, as a kid. The guy falling from, the, from what was the floor but is now the ceiling. Oh he yeah! Falls through and hits the the light fixture. And he just falls right through it. They said they had to film that twice. Oh, um, and both times the guy nailed it. It was just I think Erwin Allen wanting just to make sure kind of shot. And the, the stuntman <laughs> was I remember vaguely the stuntman talking about that when I was a kid, like because they they did some specials. Do you remember like Monday night or Friday night at the movies? Back mm -hmm. on television. Yeah. Back, back when they used to show first run movies. When we had three channels. Yeah, yes. when we had three channels in UHF. Um, they had like CBS, ABC, NBC, and CBS all had either football or a movie night. Yeah. And, and they were pretty current movies. And they were, yeah. The Godfather. I remember two nights in a row, Godfather. Yeah. I remember watching The Godfather for the first time on that. But they had like some kind of little special on there about the stunts. Because they were doing like an interview with Erwin Allen, I would love to find that again. Oh, but I, yeah. I couldn't find it on on YouTube yesterday, and that's I was looking. Yeah, I haven't seen any behind the scenes of it, or haven't haven't read stunts. anything on it. But the stunts yeah. in this whole movie. I mean, when that when that water comes rushing into the ballroom, that's a lot of water, dude. Yeah, and where did that's we see that? Water. They did it again in the Towering Inferno. Lots yeah. of water. Uh, it's cool. It's it's. I think it's cool to see this. Um, even though we watched the movies out of chronological order as far right. as when they were made, right. um, just to see the influence on both of them. You can look back and you can see that where yeah. they had ideas for things and kind of went the same route with it. Even the story is similar. It's just right. changing to a different spot. And, um, and it's about the survival. I just think this one was tighter. And my, my thoughts are, yeah. I wonder if they just wanted to go so big and bring as many stars as we can and try and replicate it and miss mm -hmm. what made Poseidon so magic. Don't get me wrong. I love Tower and Inferno. I think it's an right. excellent fucking movie. But I think this one is actually better. Yeah, I think if you put them both side by side, Poseidon Adventure is the tighter, uh, the tighter, the tighter movie that the better developed characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, I, I get behind these characters better than I could uh, those in the Tower and Inferno. Uh, when it came to the Tower Inferno, it's, hey. <laughs> she's black as midnight, so I'm not sure if you can actually see her head. Right no, there. I see you petting uh, a yeah. shadow. A sham. That's basically what she is, just a shadow. My little dog is so black, she she just goes right into the shadow, don't you, buddy? 
Good girl. Okay, that was me being nice for two seconds. It's all good. But it's I, all um, good. yeah, I think it's the tighter of the two stories. I think it's better developed. Even the captain, you got the captain like right away. Yeah. But then again, Leslie Nielsen was no schmuck when it came to being a good actor. So brilliant actor. Yeah, um, I really fish. wanted to see more of him. Uh, yeah, I was hoping that he wasn't going to be on the bridge when it went over. He was. Something. He was. Yeah, but there he is. Everybody Water. on the bridge bit it right away. Um, I'm just glad the company man did it too. Yes. The guy that we kept telling him to speed up. Man, I just, I swear, I swear, I just want to see a movie where they're, you know, the story comes together irregardless. And the captain just turns around and tells the guy to go F himself, you know? Kind of like Steve McQueen telling them fuckers, I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Some, a little bit more of that would have helped, probably, yeah. for the captain. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah. When there's a fight yeah, in the building, it, nobody outranks me. <laughs> that character, that that character, not the actor, but that actual archetype of character is in so many movies. Right. And, I, and I'm and i going to bring Aliens up again, James Cameron, second Aliens with Paul right. Reiser, um, oh. being the company man. <laughs> I'm going to get the, this species home no matter what. Such a little douchebag. Oh, he yeah. plays such a douchebag in that movie. Oh, he's so good. It's a so good, good character to play, too. Yeah. And, and I think I would love to play characters like that. I would love to be just the guy, do like five or six movies where you're just a complete, utter douchebag. So whenever you walk on stage, everybody knows you're the bad guy. They're just going to find out what it is. And then like your fifth or seventh movie, you know, when everybody's used to you being the bad guy, turn around and play the good guy. Well, it's like, <laughs> you remember when... Robin Williams had done so many comedy movies. Yeah. And then when he did something serious, people were like, oh, he can act. Bitch, yeah. he can act all along. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's it's that thing. You get it in your head. This is yeah. the only thing they can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, that's right. I'd love to do that. And do like some kind of stupid romantic comedy. That would be, you know, that'd be fun and stupid. <laughs> as, as somebody who's had the pleasure of playing psychotic people on in movies. Right. Um, it is is a lot of fun um, to to uh, try and find the humanity in them and find out right. what makes them tick. And as an actor, I try and find what I try to find that character inside of me. Right. Meaning, no, I get it. I, I, how would I, I act in that situation? What part of me would I really go that far? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I could. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you you look at that, and I love yeah. I love characters that that you hate because um, mm -hmm. if I hate yeah. you on screen, I think you're doing a wonderful fucking job. Yeah. So, well, Willem Dafoe used to be that guy. He yes. Be, he'd always play a bad guy. Yeah. And I remember watching him the, the first time I ever actually saw him smile. He was on a late night talk show. I forgot which one, but he was telling a story and he got this huge Joker like smile on his face, but it was absolutely pure joy. Whatever he was talking about. And I remember laughing, going, oh, my God, the guy can smile. I had never <laughs> seen him in a movie where I didn't look at him and go, he's the bad guy. He, you know, Willem Dafoe plays the villain. That's all he can play. And then he started playing good characters every once in a while. Like a good guy, he throws him in there every once in a while. He still does. Yeah. Still occasionally a good guy. Because now, now you don't know. Now you don't know. Yeah. When he's on screen, you're like, is he going to be the good guy in this one or the bad guy? I don't know anything <laughs> about this movie. What's happening? And that was good about Gene Hackman because I've seen him play good guys and he played good guy, tough guys for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And then he'd every once in a while throw in the bad guy. And you're like, yeah. wait, Gene, you're not supposed to be the bad guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine was the same way. He would play the yeah. good guy and the bad guy. Like for the longest time, he was the bad guy in heavy in movies. And yeah. then he did the series, the uh McHale's Navy series. That's that, right. <laughs> he'd start doing nice guy stuff every once in a while, and he'd still like to play the bad guy. So it was really yeah. it was interesting to see his character in this, which was unlike anything I'd ever seen. I mean, I had seen him play a tough guy. I think he was in um uh, what is the Sinatra movie from here to eternity? I think mm-hmm. he's in from here to eternity too. And that's, he plays a sergeant in that. And it's, he's a good actor. That guy had some solid, solid chops. No longer. He did. Uh, what I'd like to see is just because even though we saw very little of it, his character in this movie, along with uh, the actress who played his wife, uh, right. I, I, dude, there is a romantic comedy behind their, their story. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I may have to write this, but that's like, my God, that's great. And you have <laughs> to great. have them flying instead of taking the tickets to uh, yeah. another universe. <laughs> another <laughs> universe. They, yeah. they don't go on the Poseidon. This time, oh, I know, this time there's snakes on the plane. <laughs> Shit, that's been done. Good thing flew, honey. Yeah. <laughs> there's snakes on the plane. I've okay, just, that just a shout out. I love Snakes on a Plane. I'm just saying, great fucking I've movie. I've never seen it. I have no idea what it's about other than Samuel L. Jackson saying, there's motherfucking snakes on this plane. Dude, dude, Samuel L. Jackson, Snakes, Plane, I'm there. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson reading the phone book, I'm there, man. Yeah, right? Motherfucking John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm good. <laughs> five, five, five. Bye bye, motherfucking bye bye. <laughs> yeah, say it one more time, motherfucker. Yeah, say yeah. it one more time. Read that address one more time. <laughs> but uh, okay. <laughs> final final thoughts on Poseidon Adventure, Dave. Uh man, solid storytelling. The effects, especially for the day, are really good. Oh god, yes. All the in-camera effects, the explosions, the water, the stunts, um, I couldn't tell you how many stunt people they had in this because back in the day, you'd see maybe one or two stunt people's names, and that's about it, if you saw any. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no idea. I, I imagine it was an army of stunt men and stunt women yeah. in this movie. There's a lot of stunts in this. Towering, uh, Towering Inferno. Oh, yeah. If you liked Towering Inferno, I believe you will like this movie even better. Because like Scott so. said, he pointed out, it's a, it's a tighter script. It's uh, a smaller cast. They had a lot of people initially, but after man, the- they're gone. They're gone fast. <laughs> after the ship sinks and everybody dies, that, that cast gets really small and tight. And we're down to about a dozen. Yeah, right. <laughs> character development uh, is spot on. There are surprises of who dies and who lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think We've somebody's going to make it, they don't. If you don't think somebody's going to make it, they do. It's yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. This is a solid Irwin Allen. I mean, it's an Irwin yeah. Allen flick. I mean, that, that guy was all about the the disaster. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I uh, I I really uh, I really enjoyed this flick. Uh, again, I didn't yeah. expect to like it as much. I thought, oh, okay. I I love the seventies movies. I like seeing right. the the set pieces, but. Um, this can this is pretty much timeless uh the reason it works is because it is using miniatures um no mm-hmm. cgi uh all in camera you know there's some superimposing and stuff going on but it's done really yeah. well and it holds up really well it still works um 
and the, just the really acting well, is phenomenal. Too. Yeah, it works great. And that's, you know, we've, we've said this on uh, damn near every episode. G- give us miniatures, stop motion animation. The stuff yeah. holds um, because it doesn't really advance like computer graphics do. Mm-hmm. One, one day they look great. Ten years from now, it's like, I used to think that looked good. Yeah. Because something better comes along and it's exponentially better. And it's just, you know, it, agree, yeah. it doesn't hold. Uh, just real quick, the same guys who did Towering Inferno did Poseidon Adventure. Um, Sterling Stilifant, Stilifant mm-hmm. the writer of Towering Inferno, had two other guys helping him, Paul Galico and Wendell Mays. I don't know how much Mays gets actual credit because his name wasn't on, I don't think his name was on the credits rolling. I think mm-hmm. Galico's was. So Mays maybe came yeah. in you know, and, and said, hey, why don't you do this, why don't you do that? But I... Which is common in a lot of screenplays. Yeah, I'm still just amazed that this is such a a tight, tight script with the exact same guys doing it. Yeah, you know. Well, they got a formula down. Um, I I think if given time, we could we could have had a we could have done this on a train, on a plane. Wait, we did uh, in a skyscraper. In a house. Um, um, It works. It works. This is a fun, fun movie. Really well. Good. Yeah. Good acting. You. I don't think you'll be. I don't think you'll be depressed about watching it. I, I really don't. I, I I recommend it. I don't regret it one bit. Uh, I, it's it's rare. I give this is this is way up there on the movies we watch, man. Yeah. This is great fucking movie. That's yeah. that's my review on it. Um, and Dave agrees. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hey, we got us a good one. Yeah. Now now we are going to travel into the macabre and go dark and crazy. With Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. One of my all-time favorite movies, hands down. I love this movie so damn much. I'm very biased. I'm hoping <laughs> you enjoy the ride, Dave, because you're in for one. <laughs> I, I've never watched a Rob Zombie movie, to the best of my knowledge. I, I don't think I've ever seen one. Um, I've heard some hey, of two his... words, Dr. Satan. Is all Dr. Satan. <laughs> there, I know that there. it was a movie called Dr. Satan. Right. And the first Dr. Satan was um, Bogey, if I uh, remember correctly. Interesting. Yeah. So, and then the second they did a remake and it wasn't him. But uh, one, one of the yeah. things um, I, I want you to, uh, one of these things I think you're going to like is seeing Sid Haig in, in a, okay. a very psychotic role. Um, <laughs> it's great. So, Spider Baby. Spider oh. Baby had to be one of his first roles. It, folks, if you have. He was so seen, young there. If you haven't. <laughs> Seen you if you know who Sid Haig is and you are a fan of Sid Haig, but you've never heard or seen Spider Baby, I highly recommend Spider Baby. Oh my Baby. god, yes! It's it's a bad movie, but, but it's, it's so a bad, good. good movie, <laughs> and it sets up. I think you and I even mentioned it in in the show that in our review that it sets up the the framework for so many other movies. It does so many does. other horror slasher type movies. I mean, that you, you can almost see people that did movies in the 70s and 80s looking at Spider Baby and going, that's how you do it. That's how you do creepy. That's how you do weird, fun, but fun, creepy. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to see that in House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, yeah. A lot to me, I see a lot of callbacks to and throwbacks to old movies and little things and just little quirks and stuff. And right. it makes the movie campy, cheesy, mm-hmm. and wonderful. <laughs> so, I love that. We yeah. we might have to go see the monsters. 
I am down for the Munsters. Absolutely. Uh, I'm it should be coming soon. I love the Adams family as the series go. I love the Adams family more. I just always thought they had mm-hmm. a better, better chemistry. There was always just something like I it's a little darker. Door, it's darker. Yeah. I could live next door to the Adams family and just think they were fucking great. Because oh, honestly, I don't think you're gonna get hurt in the Adams household. No. <laughs> you know, they no. may be really weird and you know, but I don't think you're gonna get yourself hurt. The monsters. That dragon under the chair or under the steps might eat your ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot really about sure that. About Grandpa, whether he's going to bite you or not. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, my personal, my personal, you know, you're going to stay the night. Yeah, well, I can sleep on the floor at the Adams family house. And, you know, I think I'll be safe. On the nails or the bricks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So. Make a point to tune in next week when we take it to Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. Until then, have a great week. Have a great week.